1: The Morning Show. The Home Team. No, it's both. It's the crossover.
0: Crossover, step back.
1: Right here on 960theref.com. All right, this is episode number 195 of the Crossover Podcast. I'm David Johnston from The Morning Show and. As always, my cohort, my partner in crime, Jeff Dantzler from the home team. We appreciate you joining us here. And again, as we always like to tell you today, this is Wednesday of game week. And if you love the podcast here, make sure you, you find us on a consistent basis at the App Store for your iPhone, Google Play for your Android, and just about anywhere you get your podcasts. And we do appreciate it. It's a wonderful time of year. I know Jeff... Uh, everyone likes to say, well, I don't say everyone, but a lot of people like to say opening day and the Masters and the NCAA basketball championship, which all kind of falls at the same time. It's the great greatest week of the year, but I'll take this week right now with the, the beginning of college football season, and then you got the NFL starting next week. I just love, love, love this time of year. Yeah, we got a sweet little appetizer with...
2: Week zero, uh, some high school games, the exposure going back two weeks, the Corky Kale Classic, got to see Gunnar Stockton on national TV.
1: And he's on TV again this weekend as they're playing Elka.
2: I mean, it is. It is, you're right, DJ, just a great time of year. Uh, you got the baseball pennant races going on, the U.S. Openers, that night tennis is fantastic. Obviously, we've got the tour championship this weekend. It's an amazing time, and, and when you think about, too, the way that it's set up, there'll be a, a Monday college game on Labor Day. I think it should kick at 5 o'clock, and we're on that later. We'll <laughs> probably be yes. asleep by the time it finishes. And then to have that NFL game, I, I think when they started doing that several years ago, to do that Thursday night
1: kickoff, I, I think it, it's a yep. great deal. Yeah, I do too. By the way, not saying the coronavirus was a good thing and the pandemic and all that stuff. It was not. It was horrible. It still is. But I never liked us having to kick off that Monday game last year against Virginia on no, Labor Day. No, no, that, And I hope we never get in that position again.
2: That was just probably one of those things, as we said, somebody probably asked Kirby that, like, spring of his first year. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever. It so five years <laughs> ago. Then the closer it got, he's
1: probably thinking – what in the world are we do Play it played on a Monday night? Because because originally the schedule right, that was, was going to be Bama. What twelve days later? Right. Yeah. And
2: and even though I know we had a, a softer game that Saturday, but but still, it's oh, it's it. It's you feel like you're playing
1: catch up a little bit. The, really, yeah. I, yeah. I
2: think for for several weeks. So uh, it it is a great time of year, and obviously with Georgia and Clemson. This game's got it all. You've got two great old rivals, and, and Dave. For guys like us, you know, you think back in the '80s, this game was every bit as big as Tech, Florida, and Auburn, and the success the two teams had, and some some classics, some unbelievable wins, and some gut wrenching losses, and uh, just to, to have these two doing it again, I, I think it's fantastic. I wish it was on campus, but to have these two opening up the season. It's terrific for the loser. You don't have that margin for error, but you you can still accomplish all your dreams. And for the winner, you've got some margin for error. Who knows, the winner might be ranked number one, and and you've definitely got that that high-quality win. And, DJ, I I think back to 2017 when the Dogs beat Notre Dame, and, and we got rolling, and Notre Dame got rolling. And when those playoff polls started coming out, the weight that that win over Notre Dame carried was huge, and that'll be the case for whoever wins on Saturday.
1: Well, I, I just, um, growing up as a kid, and when I started really getting into sports as far back as I can remember, there was a Georgia-Clemson game. Sure. And they weren't, like you said, they weren't just a game. Oh. They were a game. And then I guess in the 90s when conferences expanded, that's all started changing up and that kind of thing. But, yeah, this is just a, this is an awesome old-school rivalry. And
2: I'm thinking about you, too, kind of coming up in the height of it. One of the the biggest ones that really got it going, Clemson beat Georgia in 1977, and that was the first time in a long yeah. time in decades. Yeah. Then Georgia beat Clemson in 78. It was Clemson's only loss. Well, for you, being from Spartanburg, yeah. got Steve Fuller and Mark Hyde, exactly. two great players on, oh, yeah. on either side there. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously what happened in 80, Clemson's win in 81, the 82 opening night, Labor Day night. And then four and a half days later, we beat Steve Young at BYU. At it's incredible. The, the it tie really is. in 83, Butler's kick. Uh, and then Treadwell just oh. pierces our heart two oh. years in a row in 86 and 87. Oh. Just some,
1: some unbelievable games played between these two. And then even though I know 1990 was a uh, yeah, think, was a disaster, but that 91 oh, game, it was that was an
2: all-timer too. It was. Yeah, you know, Eric Zier re- really had his coming out party yeah. that night. Garrison Hurst and Andre Hastings and that was the day the Atlanta Braves clinched the division <laughs> championship and How about our man Larry England? The tomahawk, <laughs> tum- <Hump, laughs> the great Larry in the whole stadium was doing it. obviously Clemson fans or Braves fans and that was just a great night. And Then you get into the the OOS. You know that win to open the 02 season was enormous. Yep. Dogs win easily in 03. Then uh, Clemson won that thriller in twenty thirteen. A game Georgia had its chances to win because you know the the year before in twenty twelve, thankfully, um, or I'm sorry, the year after in twenty fourteen, yeah. Deshaun Watson. Um, Played some, played some. Yeah, should have played just more. Just the right amount, and yes. you know, then Gurley and Chubb went went nuts in the fourth quarter, and that was a a great win there. But uh, just for me, and I, I had a ton of relatives from Clemson. I mean, that literally lived in Clemson in a little Abbeville, South Carolina. I had a great uncle, Bogey Bryant. Who who played center for Clemson back in the fifties? They were seasoned ticket holders. So I got to go to the Georgia Clemson game at Clemson every I got to go in 81, 83, 85, and 87. So it it, it runs deep. And, and I got to go to That's awesome. you know, a couple of the ones here, and, and it it definitely runs deep. But I can remember a story when we beat them in eighty-five over there in red pants twenty to thirteen. Peter I'm, Anderson. Oh, the great bell cow. Yeah. I'm with my mom and my aunt and a couple other relatives. There are a couple of Clemson students there, and one of them, they're just talking to each other. I'm just clad in red. Just one of them goes, like, man, Georgia sucks. So they go, hey, we beat you, didn't we? I <laughs> was 13. That was, I tried smack. that one on him right there and just kept right on walking, and my mom was like, just, just keep walking.
1: <laughs> talking smack, so that's awesome. My mom
2: awesome. also informed me at the 81 game. It was the first ever Georgia game I went to. We lose 13-3. Leave it to me. Herschel's only regular season loss. Yeah. I'm there. <laughs> it's my fault. It's your fault. And she said, I mean, I'm crying coming out. And and I, and I she said one of the things I said was, next game I go to, I want to be – there weren't enough Georgia fans there. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were my, – my, they had parking passes right next to the stadium. Right. I made 45-yard line seats just covered in orange. And here I am in my little red Georgia jersey. I'm sure they were like, "Look at that little punk crying that little punk kid! Crying, get on out of Walk here! Walk that hell back to Athens, you little punk!" So, <laughs> yeah, so this th- there's a lot of, and I think for all of us, you know, who are I guess, uh, you know, mid forties and and up, those games from the '80s. Oh yeah.
1: And by the way, when they say commit to the G, you've been committing to the G <laughs> for a long time. Since the '78, Tech game. <laughs> So, and we do appreciate that, uh, yes. No, it's, uh, but, but, it's, yeah, but with all the stuff we talked about and with the way things are looking for Saturday, and maybe it might end up being a blowout one way or the other, I don't know, but it should be another one of these classics. You figure it will be. Both teams got a lot of talent
2: back. Obviously, you got two of the best coaches in the country. And uh, one of the things I threw this at Kirby earlier in the week, so you know, even though we haven't played in a while, just in terms of, the recruiting grounds and the recruiting battles, high school going head-to-head, blah, blah, blah. There's still tremendous familiarity. And I said, you know, out of the, say, 160, 170 kids on scholarship, what would you say? You know, at least three-quarters were recruited by both yeah, schools. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And just the number of five-star players that oh, are going to no be that are on these rosters. Yeah, it's incredible oh it, it really, really is, is. And, and then it, if you add the four stars in oh man I mean it's like you said that's why all these guys have been recruited by the Georges and the Clemsons and, and everybody else and, and what Clemson has done
2: and you know it's one of those things that they, they have so separated themselves from the pack of the ACC <clears throat> and obviously Georgia, Alabama Florida it's a harder path through the SEC but at the same time you have to give Clemson credit for getting to that yep, point yep I mean, they they raised it. and I mean, the deal, all you got to do is look at the Cruton. I think Florida State's picking it back up. North Carolina's doing really well. But they're a couple of years, they're lapping the field. Nobody's even close. But yep. They've won six straight a- ACC championships. They've been in the playoffs six years in a row. And, and just to think wh- where they had sunk. I mean, they had a three-and-eight year with Tommy West. I remember walking out of that stadium in 03. We won 30 or nothing. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, had some friends' kids start to go, ha-ha, go dogs!" And a friend of mine goes, right, listen, they're just not even worth it. It's not like it used to be. <laughs> and then to think where they've they gotten now. now, And even when Dabo
1: took over, I mean, there was the, the Clemsoning. Yeah. So, I mean, it was still a thing even when he took over, and he's obviously completely turned that thing around. The game that, that I will say re- took them next
2: level – Les Miles got a little cute in that 2012 Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. was kind of buying into the Mad Hatter thing. They had that thing won. Yep. They got cute. Clemson comes down and kicks a last-second field goal. And I think from that point, they're thinking, hey, we just beat – that's the year after LSU. I, I still think they should have yeah. been co-champs with Alabama that year. But right. you know, they had that phenomenal year. Then all of a sudden, it's like they beat them. And then you know, I think Spurrier got them – Maybe one more year. Because what year they, they was it they got us.
1: annihilated like in the Orange Bowl?
2: Oh, yeah, that was in maybe 07, 08. They gave up 70 points. But yeah. But you think about it, So they beat LSU in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Then they opened the 2013 season beating Georgia right. in Death Valley. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, like, all right, they're back. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you know, those were both very close games that could have gone either way. And, and
1: then who knew that the ACC was going to be – just completely just one-sided in their favor. Like when Florida State first joined the league back in the nineties, that's what Clemson is now. And I was going to ask you this. What do you think? I mean, uh, they play at bank of America stadium every year and they, (laughs) they win there every year. Mm -hmm. And so they obviously take a lot of confidence into this game just because they're playing in a familiar place that they win. Uh, No question about it. And I think that's an edge for them with the
2: familiarity going into that and you know, kind of, kind of, I guess, shifting gears here. I mean, somebody had asked me, you know, with Georgia, the great consistency we've had in the 21st century. I said that the the difference between us and LSU is LSU's been a lot better in the Superdome than we've been in a dome stadium in Atlanta. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you, you're you, right, you th- and that because they will clinch their three. have taking advantage time, of
1: theirs, and and, and we haven't gotten our hearts ripped. Yeah, out. exactly.
2: Stupid whichever one, <laughs> Dome Stadium. Ugh. So now for Clemson, I mean, it, it's a deal. I'm sure Dabo, man, dadgummit, this is our turf here. You know, we've our, won championships yeah. here. We've gotten rings here. We can take a step towards that. So that that's a great point you bring up, DJ. And you know they take a lot of pride in that. I I can remember the, the double reason I was so mad after we lost to Nebraska in 2013 was because you remember that we had beaten Florida three years in a row. We hadn't done that since the '80s, and I'm like, we got good, and then we lose that game. Like, it was bad to lose because we should have won. But then it's like we lost our mojo in that building. And sure enough, we lose three straight to Florida after that. Yep. Yep. And you just feel like you lost that mojo. So it's not like the bowl
1: game or the end of the season necessarily means Mm -hmm. you're going to have a bad year the next year. But it just feels good to finish up the season on a good note.
2: That's another reason I think you'll agree. I mean, we've been all smiles since Jack Podlesny hit that kick, but we needed to win a game in that stadium in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge game. Now, now, I get it. It wasn't, you know, an SEC title game or, or for the national championship, obviously, but that was still a major bowl, and that was a great win, and it just felt good to get that win. So if Georgia is in the SEC title game, hopefully with a shot to make the playoffs with a win, you know, what's you feel like, all right, hey, we won the last time we were in yep. here. And let's remember that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, again, <clears throat> no one has been able to uh, answer this or find this. It's so, to me, it's a record until it's mm-hmm. proven differently. For Georgia last year to open the season with a safety and close the season with a safety. Uh, record. Yeah. I,
2: I. I mean – Dave and I and Christopher Lakos, our baseball lesson, they came up <laughs> yeah. with this policy on yeah. some road trips some years ago. Like, this, if somebody wants to prove us wrong, yeah. I
1: don't even remember what somebody had done. Like, yeah. That's a record. It's a record. And if you can find I, that it's not, we we are be Gladly. happy to, yeah, Gladly. to to say it's not. But if you can find <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. So, yeah. Uh, hey, and if the dogs open, the scoring with the safety on Saturday, that'll be
2: fine. You know what's so crazy too? Were there and, and I through, through travel, I had to miss a couple. Didn't we go through this? Were there two Super Bowls in like a three or four year period where the first score was a safety, and one of them maybe even was was it the Seahawks Broncos? It was one of the first couple of yeah, plays the of the fir- game. Yeah, even. yeah, you're yeah. right
1: because it was uh it was a snap. Was it a snap over of Manning's so. head? Yeah, was, and see, you know, maybe because you can remember even though you may not necessarily remember. But I think the first Super Bowl I can remember was the Steelers-Vikings in New Orleans. So that was January of 75. Right, and it wasn't in the Super
2: No, bat. the Superdome was, yeah, was supposed was, to be finished. Yeah. Laje, yeah. Leibold and Tom Roulette. <laughs> it was not. It was not finished. It but I think that game safe. had a
1: safety it. was
2: 2-0 at halftime. Yeah, it was 2-0 at halftime, yeah.
1: It was a bad snap. Was that snap. two extra points? No, no. Yeah, but that's the first Super Bowl I remember. So I guess technically my memory is the first score in a Super Bowl so. was a, was a safety.
2: Uh, that's that's awesome. But yeah, yeah, I think it was a bad snap because sometimes when I'm on the elliptical, I will watch the old oh, NFL yeah, yeah. film Super Bowl highlights. Yeah. So I watch that one last week, and it's uh, some of those you refresh them. But Dwight White, uh, Tag Tarkenton. In the end zone, and Pittsburgh won sixteen six.
1: Yep, sixteen to six was the score. Yeah, and so it was two nothing at half. Two nothing at the half. Now there's a Super Bowl <laughs> <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> it was about forty degrees, just cold. Because <laughs> that's, half- that's the weird thing. It's a New Orleans Super Bowl
2: that's Out, outside. It was outside, yeah, because yeah. they just didn't finish the Superdome on time. Because <laughs> I think so. We played when we lost to Pittsburgh in the seventy six season. One one seventy seven. That was the second Sugar Bowl that was played. Alabama had played in it the year before. Right. But that okay. was the second one inside the soul Interesting stuff. To, and it, it's funny because I was even, I remember back in 2012 when Alabama and Notre Dame played for the title, the, the first of those anesthesia free open heart surgeries they gave us. But they replayed the famous game from New Year's Eve 73 when Notre Dame beat Alabama 24 23. Yeah. And back then, you know, obviously they didn't have all the graphics. So they would sometimes just shift the camera and they would show the scoreboard. Like right, literally. Show, right. And it was just great seeing like you think our times are different. Like I was, 24, 23, and there's that angry Green Wave logo, which is such a great logo there <laughs> yeah. at old Tulane Stadium. But That's
1: awesome. That's
2: fantastic. I love that stuff.
1: I need to go back and I, check out like some me. of that How stuff. How
2: much football, and I had a lot of people teach me, and I got to be around a lot of great people, and I still learned the game. i learned a lot from, from Irk Russell, from from friends, and then I think as, as I got here from, from Billy Henderson, certainly. Oh. I learned so much football watching NFL films.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you, and the thing is, you don't realize it at the time. You you
2: learn so much yeah. about the history, about how a play works. I mean, literally how important the line is. And they would do so good. You know, the, <laughs> John Facinder, the yeah. inside linebacker, overran. And the pulling guard on his kickout, uh, yeah.
1: Jerry Kramer, freed Jim Taylor for the big gainer. And, and you learn so much about the and, game. And plus, I don't guess they do this anymore, but for you to make – uh, or for the NFL films because they would do like a season like thirty minute recap of every team God, and they, for like the two did the, the Lions go three? two and twelve? <laughs> did they, they really go two and twelve? It seemed like they went tw- uh, twelve and two. I mean because and
2: they would and it, and you're like oh my gosh. Wait, they didn't make the playoffs? Because <laughs> be like, they seemed like they were the really lost, good. The Lions would end up at 2-12, and 12, but Greg Landry and Billy Sims had the stuff of champions because every highlight was from the, yeah. one of the wins. But oh, yeah. I, I, that would always get me. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, the Saints? The Saints went 5-11. and 11. Like, <laughs> or Did they make the playoffs? What? Am I, wait, what? It oh, was, that's awesome. Uh, the NFL films. I saw uh, – Steve Say will be an interview. Yeah, Dad started it. like for me. I love football and I love going to movies. It's a perfect
1: marriage. How can you not love it? I love just it. just brilliant. Well, uh, <clears throat> Vegas is saying an over under of fifty one, and Clemson minus three, which that actually breaks down to twenty seven to twenty four. <laughs> you go. Do you feel like that's the kind of game it's going to be? I think so. And so many times these games,
2: it, it comes down to capitalizing. And Kirby mentioned that as well. And, and again, talk about old NFL films, you'll watch that and be reminded of things. But how many times have we seen it? And we talk about a lot in baseball, getting a bunt down and the, the ensuing result. Yeah, yeah. One team drops an interception, that turns into a first down, which turns into a touchdown. That that can make the difference Absolutely. in the game. Absolutely, the that game one like play. this? Yes. Yeah. You got to capitalize. Yes. I mean, I can even remember, I was on the sidelines for the game over there in 2013. We're up 14-7. They threw a pass in the flat. And Marlo Herrera was a heck of a linebacker. He had an interception in his hands, and it's a pick six going the other way. And he dropped it. I yep. mean, it's yep. – yeah. You know, hey, he's a linebacker. It's coming in hard. I'm not. Playing. yeah. If he makes that catch clean, he scores his 21-7, we probably win.
1: Yep, yep.
2: But th- it's those types of plays.
1: That's the thing. That and and here's another thing, difference. too. It's like uh, – so you did a good interview with Mark Schlabaugh in the uh, Bulldog oh, Illustrated, and Mark's one of his great. answers was, you know, run the damn ball. Absolutely. Which is always a good answer. But at the same time, on defense, and we know how it is now with defense, you don't stop the other team as much as you win the moments. Yeah. And, you know, can you, uh, can you get a big loss or can you create a big loss on first down? You get a big third down stop. That's the kind of stuff that you look for defensively, or at least that's what I've gotten accustomed to over the years now uh, with offenses doing what they do. And the, and the thing is, both teams have playmakers on the defensive side of the ball that can disrupt. They, they can disrupt. That That's a great
2: point. It's the game because of the pace of play and the number of plays that are run. And I think with the athleticism you see on defense on special teams, games are higher scoring. You have more explosive plays on defense and special teams now. So, hey, I'd love to shut somebody out or hold them to three points. So, Eric Russell was always... Thirteen or less. Yep. You know, a touchdown, two field goals. Thirteen or less. That's a magic number. You're, you're going to win most. Of course, the number he always wanted was zero. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs>
1: That's but, always good. But,
2: but but the thing now, like you say, you, you, you always look at the the original, the things you look for, the big stats and everything. But now things like negative yardage yeah. plays are yeah. coming in more. So can can Georgia get Clemson to a second and seventeen? You know, that's get, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Second and four, can Trayvon Walker make a play and make it third and seven? Uh, get, get them in less comfortable downs. And, and that, that is, that's enormous. You know, how many times, too, do you see something? In, and in the first game, too, you're going to have more penalties. But you know, somebody's goal to go on the two and there's a false start. Now they're on the seven. Maybe they get a field goal. Down. It Plays changes the like complexion. That.
1: And I was even looking just now. Even Bama last year gave up 19 points a game, which in this day and age is uh, is tremendous. Right, but that's still almost three touchdowns a game that it Bama is. allowed. And that team last year was oh, phenomenal. That was a one of the best ever. Well, we we said it Let's, You know,
2: listen, when Dylan Moses, Alex Leatherwood, Najee Harrison, Devontae Smith all said they were yeah. coming back, everybody else was playing for second place at that point. <laughs> Pretty I much. Mean, was, but you think about just how it's changed the, the 81 Georgia team. SEC champions went ten and one should have had a rematch with Clemson. More on that later. Yeah. But we gave up ninety eight points all year. Yeah, in eleven games, Woo. you can do that. That's less than nine. That a game. sounds
1: like the grit blitz defense. I mean,
2: that ninety eight points yeah. the whole year. I mean, that's you can have the best defense in the country now. Georgia might have had the best defense that year, but it, just the way the game is played, there's just going to be more scoring.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, it sets up. That's fine. Yes. I just think sometimes fans get a little caught up in in what happens on the scoreboard, which again I know that's of course <laughs> the ultimate. You know, you want to win the scoreboard, but defense now winning those moments, creating havoc, those big plays, negative loss plays.
2: And and the, the other thing that you see, and I think for any team, you like this, but when, when Georgia plays great, it, it's when the offense plays into the special teams. The special teams plays to the defense. The defense plays to the special teams. The special teams plays to the offense. When all three yep. phases are complementing
1: the other. Sure. That's when you have a great performance. Well, we'll see if uh, Uwe Ungalele, I think I said his name right no, it's, there. No, D.J. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. let will see how he performs in this big game, and we'll see what J.T. does too. Yeah, and
2: the, the quarterback play, I think the, the three stats – you look for now. The passing yardage
1: can be deceiving. Yes. Um, yes. And time of possession can sometimes it can be the most be important. Yeah. Or the least. Exactly. Important.
2: But I, I think you're talking about completion percentage, yep. i.e., accuracy. Yep. Touchdown to interception ratio is a no brainer. Mm-hmm.
1: And yards per attempt. Yep. Yar, yep. Yards per attempt. Ypa. And and you got to complete. What if a a good quarterback who's having a good year 65%? So I was going to say 65%. Yeah. I mean, the
2: way the rules are set up, yeah. if you're not doing that. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, it, maybe it's different if you're hitting some big balls downfield. Right, But right. that accuracy. And, and by JT's numbers, now you had George Pickens last year. Now JT's numbers in those three categories were
1: excellent yeah. last year in yeah. those four games. Absolutely. Absolutely. We cannot wait 7:30 on Saturday. I got one golf thing to throw at you. And well, I, know I was, I was th- just going to hit a couple of other the fo- uh, football games, I, but I, we I got, weren't. Yeah, we were, We'll definitely talk some golf. This is fresh
2: on my mind, so I got to get uh, it, lay, it now. R- lay it on me, or I'll forget. Now, we've ta- talked. We about play- it's been the year of the playoffs in golf. Bunch yes. Of yes. Okay, I I think Augusta 11, 12, 13, even corner three <laughs> three hole playoff would be perfect. Okay, I think for regular tour events, not talking the majors here. And about what the TPC does is awesome, 16, 17, and 18. I think it should be a two-hole playoff because I, I th- everyone because I think you're going to have players more apt to take a chance, let's say if you're playing 17 and 18, right. on that 17th hole. Because you know these yeah. guys, Yeah. you're thinking, now, this past weekend, there were so many crazy things that happened. <laughs> but you're thinking, like, all right, just get the thing in play. Right. Don't right. blow it off the tee. I think if you knew there were two holes, it might create a little well, bit more excitement. A little bit more excitement. And, What's and, your take on that? Well,
1: I want to ask you this, too. When when uh, Mize chipped in to beat Norman in 87, so Seve, by the way, was also in that playoff, but he got eliminated on 10, and there's that famous shot of him walking up the 10th fairway. If they had gone to another hole, would they have gone to 12, or would they have come back to 18? I don't know
2: cuz cuz now did they just go back and forth yeah, they 10 don't, and 18 Yeah,
1: the like aiming Corners not even in
2: play. I bet they would have gone back because of the spectators to 10. That's a good question. Yeah,
1: but how cool would it have been? Oh, to finish
2: on to See a playoff,
0: but I just at the say, Masters
1: on 12. If they
2: finished 11, 12 and 13 cuz you got a
1: 4 or 3. Oh, I and think a it'd five. be
2: awesome. No, I would. Love, I think that would be awesome. It'd be the greatest thing that's happened in the history of the world if that <laughs>
1: happened. <right? laughs> I, I'm one of those, and I, I've never liked the 18-hole Monday playoff that the U.S. Open no, did, no, but. No, no. If Augusta wanted to do another round of golf on a Monday, I would uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Fine by me. 18 hole playoff at Augusta. I mean, how about four more rounds? And, they, and obviously <laughs> they used to do that back in the yeah. day and they yeah. they
2: uh, shifted. I guess the Who won the first was it playoff in 79? I think
1: so. Didn't Ed Sneed and miss Watson. a really Short yes.
2: putts and Watson was in there because Watson Dan, also was in that playoff. I was reading one, Dan Jenkins; they just had some excerpts of one of his most famous columns, and one of them said something like, uh, "While Fuzzy by well, Fuzzy Bystros, <laughs> I about it. While Fuzzy Zeller was was donning his green jacket, and Tom Watson was congratulating him along with Gary, player the defending champion. Everyone looked for Ed Stee; they couldn't find him. He was too busy slitting his wrists.
1: <laughs> oh, that's terrible." <laughs> it's
2: like, but that's what you think about that, or, you know, uh, Doug Sanders in 1970, Scott Hope I it's, know,
1: I know. It's for those guys who never won one, that is just... To be that close. All the more. But I just can't even imagine. You know, when you're playing with your buddies and you got a three- or four-footer to hard. win a hole, but just think what it's like for those guys. And I know they do it for a living and yeah, everything. It, it, it ain't no hobby, but still... That pressure, still a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Yes, <laughs> yes. He was busy slitting his wrists. That's great. That's an <laughs> unbelievable line. The great Dan Jenkins. Great,
2: you got to meet him at Augusta one time. I, didn't we
1: you? rode on a golf cart together. That's awesome. Well, it was one of those like six seaters, mm-hmm. and I didn't really meet him, but I just, you know, I can't even remember what I said. I, he was talking to somebody. Did you ask him how many Masters he it was? It for was him, something maybe? like that. Yeah. And I can't even remember what he said now. I was just like, oh, this is incredible. Oh, man. Mr. Jenkins is sitting right here in the seat. So it was one of those where, like, my seat, I think, was facing one way and his seat was facing, like, back, you know, or something like that. It was just. It's a great one. That was was very cool. Two favorite
2: sports, golf
1: and college football. We just need the, uh, (laughs) hey, I'm not going to argue with you on that. We just need the whenever whatever the tournament ends up being on Labor Day this year it's the the play, the the tour championship finish that sucker on Monday Monday and start the
2: Monday night college
1: game at like six o'clock please
2: it's so yeah this this was a moment Emily and I's marriage when we were over watching the Florida State Ole Miss game and I guess 2016 went over to Vol fan Robs over there. And you know, they kicked <laughs> off at Emily. Said like, "All right, well, we got to go." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I just she goes, "Well, I, be, I got schooled." And I'm like, "Oh, whoa, boy. Well, this, this is a game." That change. was a punch in the gut. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, uh, guess I'll finish this one beer and then watch the rest <laughs> of, of it, laying in bed, in bed. <laughs> <laughs> at the
1: house. Which sometimes that's not bad either. No, my problem not. is is that I'll fall asleep in two seconds if I, I, I do that. I know. I can't I get in bed and try to watch a game. I can make it for about 30 minutes, and <laughs> then it's
2: just – it's Drift City. But that yeah. would be
1: – if they started those things at I totally at agree. Six. That's why I was just so – just so against that Virginia game last well, year. I agree. Yeah. And you remember, too, DJ, like back
2: when the Dr. J and the Sixers, Bird and the Celtics, Kareem and Magic in the Lakers – those playoff games on Memorial Day would tip at like three o'clock. I know, it was awesome. Yes. And now, I mean, they even start those at like 8, 8 30. Now, this is a Monday holiday. You, you got to yeah. go mid afternoon. I, totally I totally agree.
1: I totally agree. But, you know, no one's asking Mongo us. Mongo only gone <laughs> yes. in Game of Life. The great Alex Karras. <laughs>
2: There's a man who punched out a horse
1: one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, good luck to Harris English this yes. this weekend. He's the only Bulldog that made it to the Tour Championship. But Georgia still had a great year. Oh, man. Still had a great year. I guess we'll have 11, 11 guys full-time on the Tour next year. It's incredible. Because Grayson Sig will join them. Just multiple winners yet again yeah. on
2: Tour. And, you know, Harris and Russell Henley knocking on the door at the U.S. Open. Oh. And think about now for Harris. He's The last two years, he's finished fourth and third at mm-hmm. the U.S. Open. He he is a guy that is – and, of course, we've got the relationship with him for Georgia. But, you know, he's a guy who – let's say he wins the PGA next year. There might be a lot of sports fans who'll say, well, I'm not really familiar with him. But golf fans, yeah. they know him now because he's won a bunch. He's been in contention a bunch. And you get
1: back-to-back top fives at the U.S. Open. And I tell my wife this, and, and Carol, she likes golf. But she likes Emily to sit there too. and watch yeah. golf. But, you know, it happens – once or twice a month where you'll have a guy leading a tournament or you know going sure. into Sunday that he's not a household name. But I'll say to her, it's like, yeah, I know he's not a household name. I was like, this guy's really good. You really know, like, or he's like golf the golf community. He ain't some drifter. You yeah.
2: Know? it knows this guy. And if you get there there were so many players that had multiple wins this year. I think it was six guys. And I guess Cantley was the first to get to three
1: but for I And mean, he's a good example. I mean, I know he's a top five guy in the world sure. now, but he's not a household name. No,
2: not golf guy knows him. Sports fans don't know Exactly. Sports fans know a guy when he wins a major.
1: Yes. Bottom line. Yes. Sports fans know Tiger. Yep. They know Phil. Yeah. They don't know Patrick Cantlay. Nope. And I honestly, I mean, I get it. Oh, of course. But golf fans know who he is. Absolutely. And aren't surprised. Now that putting on Sunday, good, good lord. lord. That's one like if he could bottle that <laughs> <laughs> oof. So I think I saw the the stat that um, guys on tour, uh, their 50-50 range is eight feet, which you go, oh, really? That's but amazing. But then again, you think about it, the guys you see on TV on the weekends are putting better. True. So this is counting the guys that don't make the cut and that kind of thing. So... Maybe for the guys that play on the weekend, maybe the 50-50 moves back a couple of feet or something, the average.
2: Sam Snead said towards the, the end of his life that he said, these guys make 10-footers
1: the way we used to make three-footers. Yeah.
2: You know, the green condition is yep.
1: just yep. so good. I know. I know. And Cantley, that was crazy. And by the way, if you uh, if you like some interesting golf trivia, we'll throw this at you as well. So the course that they played this past weekend, Kays Valley – Georgia won the national championship there in 2005 and the cool stat about that was is that in the final round all five Georgia golfers shot a 70 and I don't know what par was but they all shot 70. So Chris Kirk, Brendan Todd, Kevin Kisner, David Denham and Richard Scott all, All shot of 70. And I always like to ask Hack, well, whose score got thrown out? <laughs> yeah. Who,
2: whose score got thrown out? Uh, it's, it's an amazing – that's what – that's a record. If somebody <laughs> can right. prove us wrong, we'll gladly. We'll, yeah. but to, and plus to shoot it on the number, the even uh, 70. Yep. I mean, literally, that's one You could take in their prime Jack Nicholas, Bobby Jones, Tom Watson, Tiger Woods – and Ben Hogan and say, "I need all five of y'all to go out and shoot exactly a seven. There's no way, no, no that's way. Incredible.
1: And I'd love to know like what happened on. Now those guys weren't playing together, but I'm sure there was a weird bogey or somebody made a you know made a bob for a birdie. Of course, you know, to even you know, it out. To even it all out. That's no, just it's, crazy. It's incredible. That is crazy. And I maybe 71 was par. Seven. I don't know if it was 72, but you know whatever it was. 280. The dogs posted a 280 that day. It was one of those, If I don't know if
0: golf
2: stat was around, that I had to get a call that we had yeah. won. I had a friend getting married that day, and we hightailed it from the chapel, and went over. we started ringing the bell. I was in a tuxedo <laughs> ringing the bell. Yeah. But that was probably one, if you saw that nowadays on golf stat, be, oh, Golfstat screwed up. They got every I exactly. one of these guys
1: shot a 70. Ain't yeah. no
2: way that happened.
1: No. I know. It you just wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Would not believe it. Now you get to uh, ring the chapel bell twice a year in a tuxedo. You yeah. got that right. <laughs> it's a thrill a minute. Doing the duty that lies nearest. You got that right. Which will hopefully be a, a, a
2: Georgia victory
1: on Saturday night. I cannot wait. Well, Jeff, we'll have a lot to talk about oh. next week because we'll be recapping the Clemson game.
2: Yes, sir. Getting ready for the Blazers and, who and play, play tonight. tonight. Yes. Big head
1: start. And they're not ter- – I mean, they're not they, bad. They won Conference USA yeah. last yeah. year. And Bill Clark is a Heck darn good coach.
2: I can't believe he's still – no offense after to the what UAB, happened. but
1: oh, – Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a terrific, terrific coach. He is. I totally agree. I totally agree. Plus, makes me think of the great Norm Riley. Great man. Yes. We miss him. All right, Jeff, enjoyed it. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. This is the Crossover Podcast again uh, we're in the App Store, on your iPhone, Google Play, on your Android, and anywhere that uh, you get your podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and can't wait to do it again. This has been Episode 195. He's Jeff Dansler. I'm David Johnston. This is the Crossover Podcast on 960 The Ref and the 960 The Ref app. You've been listening to The Crossover on
0: 960theref.com.